Welcome to the Joyfully Raising Grands podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lee. We are so glad that you joined us today. The Joyfield brand, podcast, and membership is geared towards grandparents raising grandchildren with a focus on community, resource, and love. We hope to shine a light on the positive actions we can take every day to become our best selves, serve our grandchildren well, and find joy every day. The Joyfield subscription box is open and accepting new subscribers. If you are a busy woman looking for a joyful experience, we would love to serve you in this way. Joyfield is a monthly subscription box curated for busy women with so much love and joy. Our goal with this box is simple, to give you a joy-filled experience. We know that you're busy, often taking care of others, and likely not spending time on yourself. Contents of the box are a surprise each month and themed. Often products are attire, self-care, self-love, motivational items chosen with love and joy for you. If this sounds like something you would love, hop over to myjoyfilled.com to subscribe. I am hosting a one-time seminar called Finding Joy in Less Than Joyful Times. This session will be held live on Tuesday, April 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and a recording will be provided following the seminar for those who can't attend. If you're listening to this podcast, you are well aware that my life has not always been perfectly calm and without stress, challenge, and drama. You likely also know that I choose to live a life that is filled with joy, and I want to share with you some of the ways that I have overcome. In this 90-minute session, I'll share a bit of my story, the abuse, the challenges, the sadness, and decisions that I make every day to overcome the negativity, the depression, and the desperation to be accepted and loved for who I am. My goal is that every attendee leaves with something that can be implemented that very day that brings you joy. My guarantee that I will give you all I have in that 90 minutes. Come listen, cry, and laugh with me on April 12th at 2 p.m. In order to attend live, registration is required. You can get registered and find more information on our site at lauraleellc.com. On today's episode, I welcome Kaylee Aldridge. Kaylee is a mom of two, and she has been married for over 10 years. She loves helping families and creating healthier habits. Her family struggled with this in their home for years. Kaylee had zero time and energy to pour into creating healthier changes in their home. Exhaustion, running kids, work, weekend plans, and social events all kept her from making changes she knew she needed to do. She wanted to be a positive role model for her kids and feel better about herself, but didn't know where to start and felt overwhelmed. Fast forward to months, pounds, many proud moments later, she came up with a system to get her family out of the slump and into habits that stuck. Kelly shares with others what changed her family's health and has them living a healthy life of energy, happiness, and confidence. Kelly, I'm just so excited to have you on the show today. I am um, just excited to introduce you to our listeners and let them know a little bit about you because you have such wonderful value to add to our lives. So thank you for being here today. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking me. And I'm so glad that we connected. Like it's already been so fun getting to know, getting to know you <laughs> and each other. So thank you. I'm so glad to yes, be here. Yes, of course. I'm excited as well. So why don't we just jump in? And if you would, would like to tell folks a little bit about you, where you're from, what you do, and what, what you're uh, interested in giving back to the world. Yeah. So I'm a mom of two. Um, I've been married for almost 11 years. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and we live in the Midwest. So we live just outside the St. Louis um, in Illinois, Southern Illinois. People always think Illinois and think Chicago immediately. So we're Southern Illinois. So I have that twang and that accent a little bit, but uh, yeah, so that's where I live. And I've been, um, so my story, I feel like is a little all over the place, but in a nutshell, I was a massage therapist for 12 years, um, a licensed massage therapist. I ran my own practice and always had my nutrition background that I, I have pivoted into because during COVID, I closed down my practice of 12 years and really, um, yeah, <laughs> bittersweet time for sure. It was bittersweet. It was good. Um, but then the whole thing that I, I was working kind of part-time and behind the scenes this whole time, as I had my massage therapy practice, it kind of became like my plan A and kind of became my next chapter. So um, that is what I do full time now. I do nutrition and wellness consultations online um, and working on um, a place that I can see clients in person as well. So I have a whole program that I bring people through. It's really cool. It's really fun. And I honestly love just serving people. I'm doing a free workshop this week, actually. And um, that that's one of the things that I keep getting feedback on is people are like, gosh, you just, I can just tell that you love to serve and just to be here. And I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but like, sometimes I sit and think when you actually get those quiet moments of reflect and journal and meditate and pray and all those things. The last few years, I'm just like, I just truly feel like and know that I was created to serve. And whenever you feel like you're working and what you're doing to make a living at is your passion and what you were like called to do and all of that becomes in alignment, it's a really cool thing. And I know that that's what God placed on my heart. And I'm just so grateful. I literally like have gratitude over it all the time that that's what I get to do. And that's how I get to do what I do every single day and change lives. It's by just serving people and helping and guiding them. So it's pretty cool. And I'm so blessed. It's amazing. I love that. It's a great story. <laughs> and I think that throughout the pandemic, there's a lot of us who have pivoted, changed course and are doing something different. And, you know, it's interesting because most people that I talk to are much more aligned with what they love to do. And I think that's a really cool part of a not so pretty story over the last couple of years. So I'm glad that you got to be one of those as well. So where would you like to start? Do you want to talk about the, your side hustle? What do you want to go into? Well, I think one of the things that I was um, thinking about earlier, and we can go in a couple different areas if you guys want to, but, but I know that in my workshop this week, it's all about like creating new habits just because like, this is so fresh and I'm feeling like so energized about it. Like, I feel like I'm going to share a little bit about that and then whatever questions you want to ask or however that takes us is fine. But one of the topics that I was actually sharing about today in the workshop was about your thoughts and how our thoughts can 100% dictate how our day goes and how our thoughts can just almost like take over this whole event or situation or whatever that's happening in our day. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, just like, again, when I like going back to gratitude, like whenever you have gratitude for what you're doing and how life is going, like it's so easy to be so happy and energetic and love it and 
you know, just positivity and all the things. And not saying that life is rainbows and cupcakes and sunshine and all those things. But I feel like so often, it's so easy for us to kind of get into this hamster wheel of negative thoughts and negative thinking and woe is me and all these things. And and we have, you know, 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. And 95% of those thoughts are the same exact thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before. And so if we are sitting here in whatever situation that you're going through right now in life, so, you know, career change, you know, whatever situation is happening, if you have something that's just not settling well with you and it's just working through life, or even if it's just life is normal right now, but you still, you know, have those events that happen. You still have to drive to work. You still have to take care of your family. You still have to, you know, make dinner, go grocery shopping, all the things. But how we perceive and how we think about every little thing that happens in our life and all the situations we're going through is so controlled for our mind. And we can have the exact situation happen over and over and over again. And we can either look at that situation and condition our mind and condition our thoughts to think of that in a really good way or a really negative way. I know that there's so many people, again, this week going through this workshop, that they're just like, I'm so stuck in my routine. I'm so stuck in this negative thinking. I can't lose weight. I can't be healthier. I don't have time to exercise. I, you know, I'm a procrastinator. I can't get to bed on time. And I have no energy. I have no time. And, you know, when we're telling ourselves that constantly every single day, 95% of the thoughts that we have are the same ones, right? So if we're telling ourselves that every day that I'm tired, I don't have energy, I'm stressed out, I'm stretched thin, like all the things, we're going to just believe it. And then we're going to believe that we're stressed out and we're tired and we're stretched thin and we have no energy and we're exhausted and we're tired and we can't sleep that night. So where I'm getting at is there's so many times that the things that happen in our day is sometimes just what we're thinking. It's really not even true. So strip it all away, like strip away all the thoughts and all the process and everything and make sure that what you're telling yourself is truth and that it's reality, not just saying it over and over again. So we have to break that cycle. We have to condition ourselves to break the cycle of the negative thoughts, the negative energy, and feed ourselves positive energy and positive thoughts because we can have the exact same situation be so insanely different just by what we tell ourselves every single day. It's crazy. We are so aligned with thoughts around this. So do you know what the percentage is of those 70,000 thoughts that we have a day. What's the percentage of negative thoughts? Do you remember that number? I don't remember the number, but I know it's really high. Like of the 95% yes. that over and over again, it's like 70 or 80% of them's yeah. negative. It's it's <laughs> it's insane. And I think that one of the one of the, the concepts that has helped me over the years is I embrace this philosophy and it's it's crazy to think about, but the reality is we, me, my center, my whole is not the sum of my thoughts. So I can control those thoughts. And it's it's just, that is a, a very big aha moment um, to identify with, you know, it's not you at the core who is just, you know, making up these random 70,000 negative thoughts every single day, but that you have the ability to control them. So again, for me, that was just a, a big um, breakthrough moment. What, what recommendations do you have in trying to break the cycle? So whenever I am working with my clients and we're really trying to identify habits and routines and making positive changes, I have them do a couple things. I first have them list out 
every single habit, every single thing they want to change. So whenever I have a client and I'm getting ready to start with them, our first session is just throwing it all on out on paper and just giving me all the raw details, all the raw, fun, good, nitty gritty. I call it like the juicy stuff. Like, tell me it all. <laughs> and so what we do is we go through and we look at all those things. Um, and we identify where we want to start at. So we pick just two or three things that we want to change because whenever I have my clients come to me and they're like, you know, I want to change this and this and this, and they're listing off like 12 things. It's like, okay, stop. We're going to list it all on paper, but we're not going to tackle all 12 things because a, it's not realistic to make 12 lifestyle change habits all at one time. Cause a lot of the people coming to me, you know, they want weight loss. They want to change their eating habits, their exercise habits, all those things. And you know, you can't go cold Turkey, pull the rug out from yourself and make all these changes because it's not all going to stick. And then you're going to feel like a failure because it's going to be like, Oh, I tried doing all these 12 things and drinking more water and exercising, eating healthy and going to bed and self-care and personal development. And Cool, it's exhausting because it's like it's not sustainable. Yeah, exactly. So we do baby steps. So I have them throw it out on paper, identify where they want to start. I help them identify where we're going to start those two or three things, and then when we we identify those two or three things that we're going to start making a routine and a habit in their life, then we take in another step and we say, okay, so your one goal, let's say, is weight loss. So if you are telling yourself every single day. Um, I'm fat. I need to lose weight. I don't look great. I'm not pretty. Um, you know, I'm never going to be, you know, this X, Y, and Z thought that you have in your brain of what you want to look like. If you're telling yourself that every single day, yeah, you're not going to lose weight. So I'm not going to be able to help you just like the person next to me is not going to be able to help you. So we have to change your thoughts. So whenever they come to me and they identify their habits, then we rewire their thinking and we start by affirmations and, I know affirmations can sometimes be a little like woo-woo and, and all those things, but that is how I have my clients start feeding themselves truth rather than believing lies. And so say their goal is weight loss and say they want to lose 20 pounds. So I have them start with statements saying, I can lose 20 pounds. I will lose 20 pounds and I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I can have healthy habits. I will have healthy habits and I'm going to have healthy habits. And so I just help them with those affirmations and I help them write out those affirmations. And then again, we don't get woo woo where you have to like chant them like every day, like for like so many times, but I tell them to write them down and put them, you know, on a sticky note on your desk or, you know, in your bathroom on the mirror or wherever you're at a lot, maybe in your car. And then I also have them put them in the notes section in their phone because, you know, we all live with this. And so anytime that you're having that thought, you immediately have to squash it and you immediately just have to start telling yourself, no, I can lose 20 pounds. I will. I'm going to. And then whenever you start telling yourself those truths and those positive things, you're going to believe it. So it's going to be easier to lose weight because you know you can and you know you will and you know you're going to just like with the healthy eating habits. And so then you just start feeding your mind the good stuff and your mind believes it. So then it happens. It's a great, um, that's a great idea, a great tip to give because many people don't realize they have to start on the inside out for many habits, not just weight loss, but for many habits. Do you have, mm -hmm. what program do you work with? Do you want to share that with people or is that not something that you share? 
Oh yeah. No. So I created and wrote my own um, nutrition and wellness program. So I'm not affiliated with any company or anything like that, which nothing wrong with that, but <laughs> that's a common question that I get asked and BMMMP, BMMP, gosh, I think I had too many in there. Nutrition and wellness is the name of my program. That is my signature program. And I'm actually working on creating another program specifically into habits, but um, those are the two um, well, that one is created. I, it's just not watched yet, I should say. <laughs> so those are the two ways that I help my clients. Those are the two programs that I put them through and I have them go through to get the results that they're after. And do you meet, I would assume that today you meet virtually with people or do you meet one-on-one in person? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right now we're virtual, which, you know, whatever, we're hoping to work through that. <laughs> but I'm actually, um, I do have an office space and I'm, you know, in my office right now, hoping by the end of the year that life can just get a little bit more back to normal and we can, everybody feel comfortable getting out and about and seeing and getting more um, one-on-one in-person support. So that's definitely something um, my goal by the end of the year is to have more people coming in and getting that more connection. I'm a people person. So I want to see people in person. I like want to give them a hug. And I want to like (laughs) shake their hand. Like I am like that person. I have no personal bubble space whatsoever. Um, So (laughs) I am ready for it. I'm so excited for it. But I know that, you know, some people are ready for that and some people aren't. So we'll get there. Do is your work primarily one-on-one or do you do group sessions as well? I do both. So I primarily, most of my clients like the group support just because they feel like they can just feed off of other people. And um, they like coming to like the group session calls because they're just like, oh, that's a great question. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I was wondering that too. And then it's really cool, like the community that they build among each other. I had a couple gals the other day that are newer and they're just like, hey, hey, Laura, text me, like, let bring me on Facebook. Let's connect about that. Let's talk about that. And so it is so insanely cool. Like they're developing their own relationships and friendships and things like that, even without me in them, because they just um, develop this camaraderie and things like that through like the sessions. I'm struggling with that too. You are too. Oh my gosh. Or, you know, I went through that and yes, I know Kaylee's helping us through that, but, but let me empower you and encourage you more, you know, on our own terms. So it's really cool. So I do both, but I love the group coaching setting. I think it's powerful for everybody. Yeah, that's amazing. And we will definitely put the link um, for the for your webpage for folks in the show notes so that they can find you and find links to the nutrition and wellness program, as well as other other things that you have going on at the moment. Um, let's switch gears a little bit only because I know you have kids. And um, I actually love to talk a little bit about your podcast because you have some really cool and fun topics on your podcast. And I've listened to a few. So I am um, a little excited to share that with people too. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yes. So podcasting is something that I never in a million years thought that I would ever do. I'm sure you could probably relate with that. (laughs) If you would have told me- Right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. If you would have told me like even two years ago, like, hey, you're going to have a podcast and it's going to be great. And it's going to be like in five countries and all these Mm -hmm. people are going to listen. You'd be like, Oh, her sitting behind me? Are you talking to her? (laughs) But no, it has been so fun. Um, And really, it's just just having the guests come on. So the name of the podcast is Healthier Habits for Busy Families. And it all kind of just started because I've had this Facebook group, right? I I said I was a massage therapist for 12 years. And um, through all that, I've noticed through all these 12 years that I would have clients of mine 
just kept asking all these questions and they're like, oh, well, what, what supplement do you take for this? And, and how do I know how much water I'm supposed to drink? And um, is, is chicken run really better than beef? Like, I don't know. Like, so like, I just had my clients coming to me asking me all these questions all the time. So I started this Facebook group where I would just post these random things and like these answers to these questions that people had all the time. And then it flourished into this Facebook group of, I don't know, 900 people. And I was just like, you know, throughout the years, I'm just like, what? Like, that's just crazy. So really the podcast is kind of, it started for me as a place where all of these questions for the last 12 years that people had, I would just, they were always like nutrition and wellness based. And so all of my episodes kind of always branch back to all these questions that I got asked in and giving people the support that, you know, yes, it's easy to find all this stuff on Google and on Pinterest and all those places in between, but it's overwhelming. And people want just like that go-to person or that one-stop place that they can get information and questions answered and know that they're not going to get 12 different answers whenever they search it on Google. Kind of why I started it and why I love it so much. And and it's been such a passion of mine because I know that we're just out there giving the information that people are looking for and the answers that they want based on like all these questions that they have. And I know, oh, I know they want to know this, but they also want to know this. So like, we're going to start here. And then the next episode, we're going to talk about this because I know this has been something that people want to have addressed as well. So um, it's fun. And so I just started with guests a couple months ago. And really, I just make sure that like my guests coming on are just connecting with that kind of that, that vibe, like how can we empower women? How can we, and I get men that listen to the podcast too, but like where, how can we create these healthier habits? And so it might not be, you know, exactly what you're looking for. It's not always food. It's not always nutrition, but it's just like, how can we travel together as a better, as a family? Like, what are some tips for that? Whenever we take spring photos as a family, like what are some really easy ways to have everybody color match and have mom feel like together and polished, even though she's been running around for three hours, getting everybody ready. So it's just anything that can provide really good value to your life and make you feel like, Oh, I'm so glad I came here for that because I would have, you know, it took me an hour to search that answer and find what I was looking for and go down 900 rabbit rabbit holes if I would have Googled that. (laughs) Absolutely. What's your favorite episode that you've done so far? I think one of my most favorite recent episodes that I did um, was with a friend of mine um, that I've met through social media. Her name's Brittany. And it was talking about dating your kids. And Mm -hmm. it was so good. And I had never... Um, I mean, of course we all want like quality time with our kids and, and, you know, our grandkids and all those things, you know, sometimes we just take it for granted that we're with them every single day and we can just get so easily in the routine of like what we have to do and where we need to go and bedtime and snack and school and all the things. So her episode was really good. It was just talking about dating your kid and dating each kid individually and how, whenever you are sitting there spending that individual quality time with your kid, how much you learn about them and how much you forget about this, these cute little quirks that they have and how they thought this one thing at school was so funny when if you wouldn't have like spent that time together, you wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have known that about them. Right. And how so easily we can go through life, like I said, just so quickly and not stop and slow down and have those very just personal and connected conversations with our kids and and with our grandkids. And so I listened to that that episode. I love that. I love that one. Oh, me too. <laughs> Just like- so you know, I <laughs> I think for for our audience, it's an important topic because again, things are really different raising a child today than they were 
10 years ago, two decades ago, three decades ago. So I would wholeheartedly encourage grandparents raising grands to spend some time and do some dates with those kiddos and get to know where their heart is. Just as an aside, I actually do date nights with all three of my grandchildren, not just the one who lives with me. So I'm currently am behind. I owe my grandson a, a day date. So he has not yet chosen, but it's especially important to me that all of my grandkids know that I care for them and want the best for them. And so I have to sort of balance that given the fact that one lives with me and the other two do not. So that's sort of how this all started. So I actually date, I get to date all three. Oh, I love that. And how cool. Like, and it's one of those things they're never going to forget it. You know, like they're always going to know and look forward to that special time together. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, like, do they call you Mimi? Is that right? Well, I have a different name for all three grandkids. So it's grandma, Mimi and mom. And so they think it's really funny when they're all three together. They sing this little song that's Grandma Mimi Mum because they all call me something different and it seems to be very comical to them. So oh, how <laughs> I don't care what they call me. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, that is seriously so special. I, my mom and dad have six grandkids. So, and they're all very close in age. And so I know it's hard because my mom and dad want to spend time with them, but they're just like, Oh my goodness. You know, so they do, they pair them up. And so the older two, there's two (laughs) older boys that are uh, a year and a half apart. And then my daughter and my niece are eight and nine. So they pair up and they're like little besties. Anyway, they dance together and (laughs) hang out together aside of just being cousins. I think they would be friends anyway. And then my son and my nephew are like a year and a half apart. So they do, they buddy up, which I think is still fun, but yes, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What next? Oh, goodness. I think if I would want to share anything else. So another thing that I just love to talk about a lot is food. (laughs) I love food, but mealtime, especially. And I know that's a big struggle for so many people. And that's definitely a concern that um, a lot of people come to me for. They're like, you know, by the time I get home from work, it's homework or it's, you know, maybe I was working later and it's back out the door again for a meeting or a function or activity or whatever. And it's so hard to get in a healthy dinner. Like, how do you do it? And I know it's so easy these days. So many of us resort to fast food. They We resort to eating out or frozen pizzas or chicken nuggets. And believe me, we do all of those things in our house too. They just have a time and a place. And they're not the regular. They're not the norm. Chicken nuggets are when my kids have babysitters. Like if me and my husband are going out for a date night and they look forward to it, they're like, does that mean we get chicken nuggets tonight? And I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, uh, so it's got a time and a place. And I think that's something that, you were just mentioning earlier how much parenting and raising kids has changed so much over the last few years. And I feel like dinner time, meal time is something that's changed so much over the years too. I mean, you think back in the day, like my mom and dad, and even me as a kid, I mean, I'm 35 and we always had dinner together every single night. Like yeah. there was no yeah. mom, like it just did not happen. Like we, no matter if my, you know, all of us kids, I have a brother and a sister. So there was three of us and we were all very active in sports and we all had stuff going on all the time. Yep. Same here through middle school and, and a school all the time. It was, this was dinner time and you ate dinner together as a family. And, um, that's just the way it was. And so much of that is lost. I feel like so many times, um, now it's like people have FOMO and they think that they just have to run to the next thing and heaven forbid, if they are running five minutes late for a practice, because the, you know, it was more important to do X, Y, and Z before, like, I don't know, some of it just blows my mind, but we, that is something that I will not give up on that in our home. 
And, you know, there's nights my daughter um, is on the competitive dance team out of her studio. And so she has to be at the studio at 530, two nights a week. So, and it's 20 minutes away. So yeah, we're eating dinner sometimes at 450 in the afternoon. <laughs> and my yeah. husband is like, do we live in a nursing home? Like he hates it. But I'm just like, you know, like if we didn't, then you and my son, my husband and my son would be eating dinner together. And then me and my daughter would be eating dinner together at two completely different times. And I'm not okay with that. And it's not going to happen. And so again, I think fast food, I think eating out, I think all those things have their time and their place. But what I love to teach my clients is how to make healthy meals a priority again, and make them simple and quick. Like, you know, healthy meals doesn't have to mean that you're making chicken and broccoli and rice every single night. Like that gets boring. Like who wants that? (laughs) But just making sure you have a plan. And so that's the first step that I start with, with a lot of my clients. And then I encourage you guys to step with, start with as well. Like if you feel like you're all over the place, all the, all the time for dinner, you never have a plan. You, you know, it's just whatever. And who knows what's for dinner. And it's half the time it doesn't even have a vegetable in it. Like that's all fine. But what I encourage you to do is starting now, like next time, before you go to the grocery store, plan it out, plan out three meals. Who cares if you're not Becky home Becky and you don't love to cook, like plan out three things that you know that you're going to buy and have in your home um, to cook for dinner that night or that week. And um, and I get really granular with my clients. So I make them get like a chalkboard system and like put it in their pantry or on a wall or like a whiteboard or something and like map out their week, but it holds you accountable and it saves money. Like things are so expensive these days. So if you're really wanting to try to watch your health and you're, you know, if you're trying to lose weight or even just watch anything, like it's hard to do that when you eat out so often and when you're eating frozen foods and things like that. So it's really easy to hit your health goals whenever you plan out. I always say preparation and success are best friends. So when you have a meal plan and you have you plan that out for the week, like you are 90% going to hit your goals and have success with that because it's planned out. Like step one is done. Now you just have to stick to it. That's a great philosophy. I particularly like Sunday afternoons for meal prepping. Like I prep for the week. If, 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 and when I'm into the groove, which by the way, right now I'm not, but when I'm in, when I'm in it, (laughs) Sunday afternoons are, that's the time. And generally speaking, I will prep for whatever meals are going to get cooked for dinner and sometimes lunches as well. Although I will say that we are pretty good in this house. Lily does, she packs her own lunches, which nice. It's pretty Good. Yes. Yes. We have moved the last couple of months. We have moved. Lily now knows how to, and is doing her own laundry. Wow. That's impressive. Yes. Yes. (laughs) My daughter can start the dish or the wash machine. She's eight. So yeah, her and Lily are super close in age, but, um, and my kids will full Mm -hmm. laundry and put it away, but mm, maybe we'll have to work on that this summer, the switching over. I am there. I am there. I will say the only big learning curve that we have had is this the size load that because like I looked one time and there were like three things in there. I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, we're not going there. That's not gonna work. Yeah. So um yeah, I appreciate the meal prep though, because when when I'm in the mode and I really need to get back to it, but when I'm in it Sunday afternoons and it just makes life so much easier. So that's a great tip. I love that. And you have even on your site, you have some phenomenal recipes on there. Yeah, lots of that. And I even have like a meal plan tab. Like I put together mm-hmm. just like a bunch of meal plans that if you don't want to think about it, print one off, like it works, <laughs> you know, it gets you somewhere, at least gets your, you know, I hear from so many people too, that they're like, I'm bored. Like, I feel like I make the same things over and over again. So it can just give you some fresh ideas, but 
And my tip for that, like if you ever feel like you're bored or you're like stuck in the same things or like you eat the same five meals over and over again, my trick, even whenever I get in that mode where I'm just like, I'm not really craving anything, like nothing really sounds amazing. I ask my kids, like, you know, there's four of us in my family, my husband, me and my two kids. And so I'll go to them and I'll say, Hey, what do you want for dinner this week? I asked my son the other week, because this happened to me last week. I'm like, I don't know, like nothing sounds good. I'm not really craving anything. And so my son's like, I want cheeseburgers. Okay. Cheeseburgers. Great. We're doing that one night. And I'm like, I asked my daughter, I'm like, Hey, what do you want for dinner one night this week? She's like, (laughs) um, pancakes and scrambled eggs. Perfect. Night two. I'm like, ask my husband, you know? And so whenever you ask the family, um, and kind of going to get back again to that dating thing too, like, it's amazing whenever you actually ask your family what they love, what they hate, what they do want more of in your house, like for meals. I mean, you include them in on the meal planning situation a little bit more. It's interesting to see what they say sometimes. Cause like my daughter, one time when I asked her, she told me she wanted sloppy Joe's. What? You like those? And she's like, yeah, they're really good. I'm like, and she's my picky pants. And so I'm like, I didn't even know you liked them. I'm like, I am so sorry. I will start making them once every two months for you. (laughs) So when you ask them, it brings up a, it helps you out. And then B, like, you know, we forget sometimes that we, a lot, it's okay for our kids to crave and want things too. Like I love making grilled chicken and having like a really yummy, like grilled chicken salad. And so we have to satisfy their taste buds too. So I think we forget that sometimes, like it's okay to include them and ask their permission too. That's a great tip. You have an entire section on your website called Cheat Sheets. Mm-hmm. I love that section on your website. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tell me, I was going to ask you, I'm just going to pick one because I've looked at a number of things when I was preparing for us to talk today. But well, do you have something? Do you have one that you want to talk about? No, go ahead. You ask Think me. anything. She's like, fire away. <laughs> I thought that many of these would be really good. Just tips or hints for people. So talk to me about the dirty dozen and the clean 15. Oh, I'm glad you asked. This is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is, um, I actually did an episode on this on the podcast here recently. Um, and I oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, but coming up here soon, I actually have a gal who is an ag teacher at one of our local high schools is going to come on and talk more specifically about like farming and you know, the whole thing about like organic and not and like pesticides and chemicals and, you know, the depletion of our nutrients and our soil and all this stuff. Like she's going to be good. She's so smart. So Dirty Dozen's Clean 15 kind of goes back to that whole thing about like organic or not. Like I get so many clients of mine and, and people coming through that they're like, what the heck? Organic is so much more expensive. How do I know when I'm supposed to buy organic or not? Like, Does it really matter? You know, like all those things. So I created that cheat sheet and I tell my clients, I'm like, okay, take a screenshot of it. Keep it on your phone when you're out grocery shopping. That to me, that guide is like a rule of thumb. So if you're wanting to make some swaps with like your produce specifically in your cooking or in your home, those are the ones that I encourage people to pay attention to more. Cause like, I feel like swapping all your produce over at one time to organic when you're not used to it can be, holy cow, I just spent like $30 more because it, it is more expensive. <laughs> yeah. So that's my rule of thumb that I share with people. The, the dirty dozen is those certain produce items that are more heavily into the soil and typically have more like chemicals and more pesticides and herbicides and all those things sprayed on them. So whenever you purchase those things that are on the dirty dozen, 
I especially, I wash all produce. I always tell my clients to wash all their produce, but especially if they're choosing to purchase ones that are on that list, like really wash them good. But if you're wanting to switch, I tell them, okay, the dirty doesn't. So these are ones that are heavily chemical. So purchase those organic. And then the clean 15 are ones that aren't as heavily saturated with those chemicals and pesticides that are a little bit more safe that if you're like, okay, which should I go? Dirty dozen, purchase more of the organic or the local, you know, farmers, and then the clean 15 are okay to not purchase that way. So I think like anything, the skin is like the rule of thumb that I always use. Like if you're going to eat the skin of it, purchase organic because it's just going to have less on it. But if you're not going to eat the skin, like a banana or an avocado or things like that, then, you know, that's okay to, to purchase more conventional. Yeah. What a great tip. I appreciate you sharing all that detail. We're pretty excited here because not that things will be 100% organic just because it happens to be in our backyard, but we're getting ready for garden season here. So <laughs> we have we have all of the supplies, but I think it's just a little cool yet to get started. One of the next couple of weeks, we will um, do some planting indoors to get things started. So here's a, a fun thing for you. We are this year, we do sunflowers every year, but this year we are doing a tea room for Lily. So we will plant sunflowers in walls. So she will be able to go into the, the sunflower house for a tea room. So it'd be big enough for us to go in and have tea. Oh my fun? goodness. Adorable. Is that not fun? Yes. <laughs> Send me pictures of that. I want to see that. Oh my gosh. Well, we've, pro- we've probably got a little ways to go. I mean, there's sunflowers, but I think, well, how cool is that? Right? Yeah. We are also tossing around and I'm, I, I'm probably, I would say 75% there. Um, we have our garden typically is in the back of the house and we have a ton of space in the front of the house that I just mow. And so I am toying with the idea of doing a community garden in the front yard as well. Oh. And so we will, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Like 75, 80% 85% there. So I think that what, like, how cool would that be to just have this overflow of vegetables? Right. Yes. And we We have walkers in the neighborhood all the time. I see like people just kind of swinging in to pick some weeds and back out they go or swinging in to grab something. And yeah, so fun. Right. That is so cool. We should do that in our neighborhood. Like I have, there's like only five <laughs> houses that live like right around me. We live in the country, so it's not very, yeah. but, uh, but that is so cool. What a great idea. It's like the community effort. Good? Like, you know, I'm sure that's like what they did long time ago. So why not bring it back? Right. That's so And with cool. the cost of gas, I would save money from not mowing that, that space. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) seriously yeah any way to save on gas these days like I am like so annoyed by it that I'm getting so stingy about like where I drive because I'm like no like I am not (laughs) awesome Kaylee what have we not covered that you would like to share with our folks today I know that you've got a course that's happening right now do you have anything planned that you want to share with people? Are we going to send them to your website? How can people get to you? Because you have so many wonderful ideas and things that would be just so wonderful for our people. Oh, well, thank you. That's so nice. Um, yeah, so I definitely have my website is where a lot of people come and check out information. And then my podcast, I'm over on Instagram with the handle at Kaylee Aldridge. And that is where most people hang out and find me. And then on my website, I have all my information about my courses and my programs. So my program is live. My course is being launched here in a couple of weeks. So that won't be on the website for a couple of weeks yet. 
that's starting in the middle of April. Gosh, that's right around the corner. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where you can have, find me um, down the road. Something I'm really pumped about is I'm going to be starting to host retreats, weekend retreats for women and just like rejuvenation retreats and just mindfulness and gratitude and rejuvenation and just like, I mean, relaxation and just calming down, finding just some quiet time to go back to life, just feeling like you can crush it again. That sounds amazing. We'll be sure to keep in touch so that we can let folks know when that happens. Closing thoughts. Oh, goodness. This is always a hard one for me because I feel like I talk for so long that I could share a hundred <laughs> things. <laughs> um, my closing thoughts would just be encouragement. You know, I talk a lot about how we easily just get so caught up in so much, right? Like our world is so fast paced. It's so right now. It's so like, go, go, go. And it's so hard to slow down. And so if you really feel like you're in that rat race and you feel like stuff is just so hard. Yes, of course, do the mindset work that we talked about earlier. But I really just encourage you just to take a day off. Like my, my day is Sunday that I just, you know, it's just the good old family time, like what it was created to be. I put my phone away on those days. I slow down. I don't care. And I don't make plans. If I want to take a nap, I lay down and take a nap. If me and the kids want to get on the bikes and go for a bike ride, we go do that. We want to go for a Jeep ride and go an hour away to go hiking. We do it. And I feel like so many of us, like I said, we're so caught up in the rat race that we forget that we need to slow down and enjoy life at the end of the day like if you're not doing that like what the heck are we even living for what are we here for right we get so caught up in all the things so slowing down i think is my biggest thing that i just want to encourage people to do because i don't feel like we do it enough of it it's great advice thank you so much for being here you're welcome thanks for having me We each have our own journey that got us to where we are today. And for me, these conversations are so valuable. I would love to hear your feedback from today's episode. Let's connect on social and let me know. If you'd like to hear more from our guests today, please check out the show notes for links to websites, podcasts, and any courses that are available. As always, friends, thank you for joining me today. It is my pleasure to serve you in this way. There is joy in knowing that we are not on this path alone. If you found this podcast meaningful to you, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps elevate the algorithm and allows more grand families to find us. We'll see you next time.